we're at this really strange juncture where everybody says support Ukraine and I'm the third of me is saying well is, this is just another movement like like me too and BLM and so forth that you know that those 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 uh cause chameleons everybody whatever the cause is at that moment everybody's all in on yeah and no, and no one's really doing the hard think on it uh, and then the second component is that there's a real crisis right people are dying and we have to figure out how to address it Welcome to another episode of Crossing Phase podcast, where in a Christian and a Muslim talk religion and politics. What could possibly go wrong with the situation? My name is Matt Hawkins. I'm coming to you from Middle Tennessee near Nashville. And my friend John Pinna coming to us from upstate New York. Uh, this is going to be a quick, short episode, um, but I wanted to uh, reflect a little bit and uh, ping John a little bit on, I think, our previous episode, which uh, we talked about the Ukraine and war and some of his um uh, expertise and insights into what what that battleground was going to look like and uh not to steal your thunder john but uh the we recorded that episode and if i can summarize your basic theory on the russian ukraine war is that you thought this was going to turn for russia uh in the long game that they intentionally uh use a war strategy that is designed to uh basically get get a, a different army to engage their op opponent to engage and then basically start to surround them uh and then basically on the long haul uh they're okay with a long-term grueling um very mechanical battle uh and uh literally the i don't think we had posted it yet but literally the day after uh, we had that conversation david french's newsletter was basically uh the tide is turning towards russia um now i confess i have not paid attention uh, uh to the details of um the the uh the situation the progress either way in the war uh but that that particular dynamic um of your hearing your rhetoric on that and then seeing david french's analysis uh literally the day after we had that conversation it was pretty remarkable to me no i, I appreciate it yeah you sent that over and you know it's one of those things where you know, people, like I said, I always say one of those shadowy figures in, in Washington that everybody <laughs> comes to for advice and guidance, you know, and generally my job is to turn people into princes and princesses, right? So my my name doesn't go on programs. It always ends up going to somebody else who gets the credit. They pay me money, right? So You have a face uh, for podcast, John. Uh, I have a face for radio, <laughs> I think. Um, but not, I mean, but once, well, there was a time when I was beautiful, but not, that was a long time ago. I think the uh, beard covers it up a lot. You so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's the beard, but, um, but you know, it, it's, there it, it was this huge, it's, it was, it was this huge debate around Russia not having a Western style military. Right. And the idea right. of, uh, of the Russians being, um, they don't have an NCO, like non-commissioned officers, which is really essential for adaptability, right? Right. And uh, it's a really, it's an a, a essential core. And I was, I was talking with those Pentagon officials. I was like, it doesn't matter. You know, the Russians, they just, they get you to, they, you know, they send in their conscripts, get you to engage, commit your forces, then encircle you, then just grind you. And they wage total war where we more or less don't. And so right. they're, they're destroying, you know, civilian centers. They're destroying infrastructure. They're destroying. And, on and so, you just get tired. And the thing is, is that any Russian historian that's worth their salt knows this, knows this. Yeah. I, I, the Russians don't have never changed. I mean, I would say their, their model came out of World War II and, and Zhukov's model, and they just haven't changed it ever since. You know, this is it. <laughs> it's like, you know, they, 
it's I, there's a guy who owns a restaurant in town, one of the best Italian restaurants in town, um, called the Downtown Cafe. Makes his own pasta, and you know, picks out his own fish. Uh, but he wears bell bottoms, and he has a, a shirt like buttoned down to here, wow. and uh, and he and it's a well, it's just like somebody said in 1960, 62 or 66, that you look great. And he's just like, I'm just going to stick with what works. And that's it. I had, like, I, my ninth grade English teacher dressed like that. Bell, yeah, bo- you know, bell so, bottoms, bell bottoms and, uh, and silk shirts. And right. this was the 90s. But so he was I'm sticking with it that's bad. every day. Yeah, he looks great. <laughs> I could never pull it off without looking like I'm trying to do something. I don't know. So, yeah. you know, that's the Russians, though. That The Russians just... It's about a grind and there's, and you're going to run out of enough dudes. You're, you're, you're not going to have enough dudes. You're going to run out of, out of soldiers. You're going to run out of resources. It doesn't matter what technology you have. It doesn't, it's, you're just going to grind. Now it's great for us because, you know, we're making a lot of money off the deal, right? Um, it, it, all of our, uh, a lot of American companies are able to sell products to the U S government, which then in turn gives it to, gives it to uh, uh, the, the Ukrainians, which, is a great, you know, it's the same scheme that was in, in Afghanistan. So it's all about trying to get as much taxpayer dollars out of the government to private company. So that's that's great. So that's working. And that's our economy. We have a war economy um, and a development economy and services. So this is this is how America functions. Uh, and there's no, like, I don't apologize for any of that. <laughs> so that, that's just who we are. <laughs> but, um, but, it's, but it's interesting because you know, I started with this stuff back in 2016 with conflict monitoring and so there's no diplomacy, but was involved in the humanitarian compo- components, certainly at the beginning of this. So helped the, the, the Ukrainian Jewish population through the, I think it's the Confederation of, of Soviet Jewry, which is our know, friend, our, our friend, Larry Lerner, remember, remember Larry from the round table and, uh, and helped get yeah. uh, funding through, through eBay to to uh to the the, the, the the ukrainian jewish population and the tartars that's the tartars but essentially making a sale with local pickup and then funding would move i showed them how to do that and uh and but it was really just moving funds to different populations so that so that they could you know purchase goods and services and do stuff but um it, it's just a, it's it, you know it's we're at this really strange juncture where everybody says support ukraine and i'm the third of me is saying well, this is just another movement like like Me Too and BLM and so forth that, you know, that those 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 uh, cause chameleons, everybody, whatever the cause is at that moment, everybody's all in on. Yeah. And no, and no one's really doing the hard think on it. Um, and then the second component is that there's a real crisis, right? People are dying and we have to figure out how to address it. And then the third thing is, is what's the sustainability? Like what's the strategic interest of the United States? And how does this serve the strategic interests of the United States? And that's it's still questionable. Um considering the, you know the, the how we're expanding nato and how everybody's so shocked about finland and and sweden they hate the russians they've hated the russians for a long time so it's like this they were going to fight the russians one way or another whether they're part of nato or not and uh-huh. this has shown whether whether you're a part of nato or not um america's going to come and it doesn't matter the mutual defense and it uh, pact doesn't doesn't necessarily has a has loose borders when it comes to who's in NATO and who's not. So, right. which is what Turkey's Turkey's really upset about. So, because um, they've been trying to get to NATO for years and years and years, but have had twenty some odd years of of U.S. funding. Um, but uh, but anyways, um, I appreciate you sending that article, and we'll have to send some. We'll have to 
I'll have to I'll have to post my bottom line up front that I sent to the U.S. government, and uh, that talks about all this stuff way back in January, yeah. uh, before any of this started. So, yeah. and um, and on a lighter note, did I see that uh, there was a big day last week on the calendar for you? Was it so donut donut donut, uh, donut day? National Donut yeah. Day. That's a big. That's a big deal in your shop, right? For those uh, new listeners, John owns and runs a donut shop. Yeah, yeah. So we you know, we have a donut shop, fresh hot made donuts, right? So when I said when I retired, I'll open up this bakery cafe, and here it is. So um, COVID kind of pushed me in that direction, and of course, I'm semi, I guess, retired. I, 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 and you're some kind of wealthy land baron sitting in in Tunisia. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, walking. I, I, I'm, you know. I'm, I'm married into, uh, I, I married a, a wife who has a real career, uh, in medical, <laughs> in the medical industry. <laughs> so, well, I, I, well, it's, it's being a trophy husband must be an interesting change for you. And it must be, must be an interesting status. Trophy, in trophy, hun- uh, trophy husband and PhD student. Yeah. yeah you know, so, um, one well, of those two is really great. So you're, so you're saying you have a PhD in trophy husbandry? No. Is that what you're saying? No parallel track, John. <laughs> parallel track. Okay. I, different I don't know. different I don't. times a day. It's too, it's the South. I, anything's possible. Um, but yeah, no, it was National Donut Day, which is so strange because, I mean, I guess days can be fun because you know you have President's Day and then you have you know Columbus Day and all this other stuff. But now we have National Donut Day, so we did chicken and donuts. You would like that? That's a that's a big that throw good. to DC. Yeah. Well, for, uh, to DC and the and the South. That sounds like South a, in general. But well, there's a yeah. there's a chicken and donuts place in DC that has a line out the door, and so we did it on chicken Friday. Chicken and donuts or chicken and waffles? Is it chicken and donuts? Chicken and donuts. That's um, I I I, I can, it's I want to say M Street. It's like M yeah. right near right near the the press. The what's the yeah. National Press? Yeah, yeah National Building. Press Club. Yeah, yeah, National Press Club. Yeah, it's, it's like right. It's like right on the block. White House. Right. Yeah. 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 Except for they, they don't, they do, it's weird because they do, they do their donuts. They don't do hot donuts with it. So we did hot donuts. Oh, it's, and it's like, there's not much sit down, right? Even no, before the no, pandemic, no, no. it was yeah. like a walk-up window basically, or it was like a yeah, walk-up counter. Yeah. yeah, yeah I know what you're talking property. about. Yeah. And so it's right across from the Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you know, Hamilton Federalist before that play came out, it just freaks me out. And then uh, not because of, it's just, it's just what freaks me out about it. Not the play. It, it, but the idea uh, that everybody after that goes, I'm a, oh, I love Hamilton. Like, okay. I, so, I, still, I still haven't watched it. I, 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 you know, here's the thing. I know enough about it to be dangerous. I'm not a musical person. So, um, and what I mean by that is on multiple front fronts. So I, I don't like live music. I can't do it. Really? Like I'll, I'll go to like a bar or something. Another like difference between you and me, John. I, I, I concerts. Oh my God. Do you want to know what happened? I, I went to school in Vermont and the problem is, is I was part of all those hippie festivals. And unlike, I think most people, I got out of my system and that's it. Like I just, it's just too much for me. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of crowds. There's a lot of bartering. There's a lot of, um, I would consider, um, uh, like cosplay, but not, you know, in the, you know, everybody's sort of play acting of like who they really want to be. Yeah. So, um, or who they think they want to be. And so I just can't, I can't do it. So I used to go to concerts quite a bit, but I'm not a live music person. So anyway, so, uh, um, I, 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 yeah, it's, it's just not my jam. Anyway, so what were we talking about? I don't know. 
But the, the fact that you're not a live music person hurts my heart because in a former part of my career, I was an, a professional audio engineer. So I literally mixed music uh, in a live environment and I loved it. Of course, the it, Festival. It, they use, it they use plug and play things. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> not a Renaissance Festival. I don't know what I, it's just, but, but I'm, I, I, I'm terrible in a live environment that I'm not mixing because then I'm, I'm super uh, critical. Oh, like, this is funny. So we're talking live. This is a jump. Um, but you'll appreciate this. My wife is at a, as a nurse practitioner's, uh, like a surgery conference this week. And, uh, she's not an audio nerd like me, but she's married to me and we've known each other for 20 years. And so some of my audio skills and critique, uh, have rubbed off on her. Right. So she actually knows some of, uh, this stuff you know, she knows the technology of, of audio production. I get this text this morning, just like a couple hours ago, quote, when you want to help the audio guy adjust the microphone, because it's too close to the speaker's mouth, unquote, <laughs> dot, 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 with an eye roll right. emoji. <laughs> so my wife's in another state at a conference critiquing audio just like I would. I'm, it makes me proud. Right on. Well, you know, it's nice when you have a little bit of rub off, you know, there. So like, I think, I think, I don't know, I think we were talking about uh, trophy, trophy husband. Uh, I don't know how, how we got to the subject, but yeah, I just, I, I just want to, I don't want to know anything about the band. I don't want to know who they are. I don't want to. I don't want to get involved in the crowd. I just want to listen to the music. So I'm like a big Greta Van Fleet fan, a fan. You know, that's uh, so. I, I, I. But I don't want to know who they are. I don't really want to interact with them. So National Donut Day, we did chicken and donuts. Nice. And it was hot chicken, hot donuts, three and three bone in, which was a huge argument with the staff. Yeah, sure. Um, and I'm sure. <laughs> And it was like, here I am trying to deal with the Ukraine issue, right? I'm trying to deal with Afghanistan. I'm trying, and I'm having a multi-week conversation about whether it's bone in or bone out on the chicken. And I'm like, it has to be bone in. There's no, there's no way, no matter how many ways you slice it, you know, we're not, we're not eating heathens here. It's bone in. And so we're not like, eating nuggets here, that, people. What's that? We're not eating nuggets. Well, what kind of message does that send to the rest of the world? You know, I mean, I can't even imagine. Like, I don't need the flags falling a half to half mast because, you know, bone-in chicken has died in New York. It's ridiculous. So it was a huge impassioned plea. A friend of mine, uh, his mother passed away semi-recently. She was from uh, New Orleans. He's from New Orleans. And on, on the deathbed, she told me her chicken recipe <laughs> now amazing. you may you may so you may or may not there's what many ways to read into that but the bottom line is is i could have been at the right place at the right time i could have planned to be there at the right place at the right time but in the last gasps of her life um she joyously shared it with me and no one else oh, so um yeah which is which caused a whole family issue uh but I believe that she wanted me to know because she was done with the family politics. And I don't know what goes on in the South and I'm not going to weigh into what may go on in the South, but apparently that's a whole conversation recipes when there's family business to still be attending to is Uh uh, an issue uh, apparently. So um, that's how I got my babka recipe. Uh, I I got my babka recipe when I was in school in Russia and, um, 
this professor, her name is Lubarov, who was a, which name is a derivative of the word love, uh, right? Ya Lubu T is I love you. And, um, and she, uh, she said, I'm going to, I want you to come home. I want you to learn how to make, bop, make the, our family babka. And I don't want you to share it with anybody in the family. And you can teach it to one person, but it can't be a member of my family. And she was this like 85 year old Soviet lady, um, the Pushkin Institute. And she was just, she was just going through some shit. You know, like, I don't know what it was, but she was going through it. And, uh, and I didn't ask any questions. She talked to me and now we sell at the store, you know, and everybody, people come up from Brooklyn, people come over and people, people buy the vodka, wrap it up and ship Amazing. it. Uh, Amazing. So I, I have a knack for getting secret recipes at like nice. the right moment for some reason. And um, so we did chicken and donuts, bone in, and I made hot honey, which was the first time yeah. I had done. Yeah, we and, have that down or, here. It's, it's or maple delicious. syrup. I never, I never knew it existed, but some, yeah. some nerd came in and was like, you know, can you make hot honey? And I go, I can, I can infer what that is, right. but yeah, uh, sure. sure, sure. So apparently, <laughs> I, I talked to my buddy from Oaxaca, and he goes, it, the key to hot honey is butter. And I go, what? So you take the honey, uh-huh. and you take the jalapenos, uh-huh. and then you, you, you do a little butter situation, and you keep it hot. And that's the key to enhancing the hotness without it going overboard. Yeah, yeah I don't sure. understand all the mechanics of it, and right. you know, I'm sure you're not, if, a, you're uh, not a chemist. You're not a chemist, but you're cooking up some good stuff. You know, I mean, I, I like to, I'm a, a, you know, keen have a keen nose for flavor. Yeah, I think, sure. <laughs> like, like, like most Muslims do, because the the one vice that all Muslims have is working out. They're, 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 Muslim, they're Muslim, uh, uh, muscle. And most people might think that's terrorism, but it's just the stomach. It's all, it's the belly. So like <laughs> generally as much as, as much, as much as we can eat. And most of the time, the best thing we can eat is something that had parents. So right. that's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just gotta have, so this was bone in halal chicken. Um, and uh, and it was one of those things where um, we were able to um, to rock it all day. And now we're going to do it every Wednesday. Wow. At the bakery. Chicken and donuts on Wednesdays. Chicken and donuts. Well, so th- this was uh, a- an unexpected but delightful part of our conversation. Crossingface.com. Come for the religion of politics. Stay for the chicken and donuts. Stay for chicken and donuts. Yeah. I, I, yeah I, I can't wait till I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the... <laughs> the, the, re, the the rebuttal will be but um but yeah so the, the recipe is this breaded recipe with like buttermilk yeah. and uh, a couple of other things uh-huh. um so it's not kosher because you have milk uh, and, mix yeah, and, yeah, yeah, sure. and i don't know how that works yeah. but um but it's so all well we don't have we don't have those you don't, you those don't have difficulties. that restriction, right? no we don't have those yeah. difficulties i think we i mean we have enough problems right <laughs> 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 you know, like what? Aside from pork, generally but it's a not, free for all in Islam. It's yeah, you know, like when it comes. You're to not ser- but you're not serving up. You know, you're not serving up pork on uh, por- pork belly on donuts anytime soon. No, I mean, well, you know, I, I'm trying to. I, I was, I, I did speak with somebody recently. who was talking about it in his passion plea about how about pork and this and that. I go, look, you know, I'm not like I don't really care. It's not a really. I've had pork before. You know, it's not like I haven't had it. I've had it. It's not my meat, period. I just I don't not my thing, and it's not because it has a stigma with it. It's just not my jam. Um, but 
I think uh, I think swine. Everybody has a, has a passion, but like the South runs on swine. <clears throat> I mean, I yeah, mean, pretty much. <laughs> you know, like I, like if you want to start a negotiation about gun control, uh, let's have a pork dinner because people be like, or, you know, roast a pig, and people say, you want to know what I don't agree with is his uh, his line, but we're going we're going for the we're, roast. We're pork. going for the pork, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, so you're, you know, like you're more of a Samuel L. Jackson in uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, with that you don't you don't dig on swine yeah it's not my look it's just not my chance like i've tasted it i've had it people all around me all have it i and it's just not like even bacon doesn't and i know bacon this is like gonna be a hate crime because we're gonna <laughs> but even bacon just i don't under, it's it texturally and it's tastes interesting but yeah. it's all fat so like anything yeah, with all right. fat yeah you know, like I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, raccoon it's must a be fat. Wonderful, it, it's a you know? fat with a. It's a. It's a fat that walked past and bumped up against some protein. The only thing that I know that's fatter is gator. So, really? like, yeah, I mean, kidding. gator. I have. Whew, I tasted it down in New Orleans, and I, it's very fatty. And I've but, tasted it, know, but I, I didn't, it didn't strike me as a as terribly fatty. At least what I had. I don't know. Maybe I had like. I mean, the, maybe the I had the gator white meat. You know. <laughs> Peter White meat. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the claw. You know. I have no idea. It was. There was I, the, the tail. I don't know. It's hard to discern what exactly you're eating yeah. when you eat gator. Period. Exactly. So let's just start I, with that. I've had gator, but I am not up on the uh, different parts of the gator meat as I am, say, cow or pig. Uh, I'm just yeah. Thinking. But I like evil shrimp. I'll eat evil shrimp all day long. Evil yeah. shrimp. Why? Uh, craw 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 crawdads crawfish. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're evil. They, you know, evil because they've got pinchers. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they're <what>? armored, <laughs> armored shrimp. They're like, Mil- yeah, Mil- they're like heavy metal they're... shrimp, aren't they? <laughs> I feel like they're heavy metal shrimp. Because you know, like cause people we- say they're like little lobsters. shrimp. <laughs> no, you're right. They're like weaponized shrimp. That's funny. yeah. That's what I feel like they are. People feel like, oh, they're like little lobsters. I'm like, why are you gonna devalue them? They're like the top of the shrimp game. They're like the king of the shrimp and they're, you know, they've got a whole situation, you know, those, you know, know those big, where you put the corn in and you put everybody in, everybody in New Orleans says they have their secret spice, but it's really that, that, or that, that, uh, that green jar, um, old, old English, old, what's that? What's the spice? Old, uh, old spice. Old spice. Old spice. No, that's a, that's a cologne. You don't know what you're talking about. It's well, it's a whole line now. Oh, old it, English, the old cologne. Oh, no, yeah, it's a cologne. It's a. Oh, I don't know what it is. It's like a green jar. Anyways, they all use that, and they all say they have some kind of secret spice, and it's BS. So they have a. Oh, what is it called? Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a green jar, and they they pour it in, and they do those those uh, the, the, uh they put they put it all in a, in a big pan. And uh, and with corn and everything else, and then they put it out. They dump it out on the ground on a big tablecloth, and you eat it. It was evil shrimp. Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> evil shrimp. <laughs> well, yeah, like the diabolical version of shrimp, the anti-shrimp. You know, <laughs> we the war in Ukraine, chicken and waffles, and evil shrimp. That's going to be our show title. <laughs> oh, yeah. 